I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> You're wonderful. Thank you. We want to keep you alive. Yeah, yeah, that's important. It's not not that serious, really. You scare people. You'll scare yourself, maybe. I don't scare easily. No, but that was kind of a deep place to jump in right there. (laughs) (laughs) So you did get your blood work numbers back. I did, and I was totally wrong. I was wrong. You were wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I love that you can admit that. (laughs) I was wrong. When I had blood work done last time, it was in the 600s, and the time before that was in the 800s. And these are all arbitrary numbers because they're different for every person, and everybody processes different, metabolizes different. And those are just my numbers as a reference, eight-something, six-something, They whatever. were higher then a they... year ago, and they were a little lower last year, but they're in the middle of the middle of the average for adult males. Yeah. Because I get bloods done like every approximately six months, even though this time the endocrinologist is not currently available. But that's that's another part of the story. So I go to our doctor, yours and mine, because she'll do all my bloods at once. And then the insurance can just have one bill and not like, you know, get freaky on us and try to figure out what to do with me again. Because they're like, what is this? Yeah. Like the the thing thing I got when I was a kid. Are you a boy or a girl? It's just easier to get the blood work done there. Here's the other cool thing about it, though, is our doctor pays attention. She is not just going to file your numbers away and put them somewhere. No, she's going to tell me what she finds on there that, that I need to pay attention to. And for the first time, she did find something. First of all, my cholesterol went back up. Now, we expected the cholesterol to go up. It just happens with male blood work comparatively. Yes. And I had gotten it down a little because I was taking the, what is it called? Red yeast rice. Red yeast rice that my mother takes, which is a statin, which is what statins are based on. And and that lowers your cholesterol, which is supposed to possibly could help health of your heart. Yes. Heart health. Yes. It was trying to get those in the right sequence. Mm -hmm. So I did that. After my mother moved here and, and I saw she was taking those and I thought, I'm going to try that. I want to see if that really lowers your cholesterol. Because sometimes the things that the medicines come from actually work by themselves. And other times it's really the process of refinement that makes it work. And so you wanted to see if the natural thing worked. I did. So I took it for six months and my cholesterol dropped significantly. Like over 40 points. But then you quit taking it for six months, and this time... It went right back up, like a spring. Boing! Yes, and doctor was not happy with that. Hmm. She said, what is this? And I said, I stopped taking the red yeast rice. And she said, why? (laughs) And I said, I didn't know if the cholesterol would go back up. And she said, well, start taking it again. And I said, absolutely. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, she wasn't happy with that. So that's not that's not a problem. We know it works. It'll go right back down. But the thing that she was concerned about is the hematocrit levels, which is red blood cells. And that means that your blood is getting thick. Yes. And there's a healthy range for that. Mm-hmm. And I am at the limit. And what she said is, this is getting too high. And we need to take a look at this. 
Okay. And she's not like this big, serious person. She's not one of those, I'm the doctor. No, and she's not into, like, making a problem out of an inconvenience or making a problem out of a situation that you just need to keep an eye on. She um, won't... Make, making a problem because she's a doctor and she wants you to do something her way. Right. Not at all, man. Not her thing. No. But what she said is, we may have to lower your dose. And I started to like freak, you know, inside because I was like, ah, because in the past when my dose has been lowered, it's not been good. However, for your mental health, for my mental health. Yes. It's not been good for my mental health and those experiencing it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, wait a second. Now I have seen some guys that I look at their YouTubes and their blogs and about this time in their transition, a lot of them do end up lowering their doses. Mm-hmm. And it can be a bumpy ride if you get a doctor that says, we're lowering this by half right now. That's kind of ugly. And it, it's been for ugly for anybody I've seen. Right. So being this person who relies on this testosterone as a medication. Yes. And knowing how bad I need it, I get kind of like worried when somebody else wants to control it in a way I'm not sure is going to be right for me. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, I'm not sure is going to be very smooth deal. Which is it's, a great it, reason that we like our doctor because mm-hmm. she's not like, well, here's the only way to solve the problem. Right. So I said, okay, but I don't see the endo, the endocrinologist, until February. Usually I see her in October. Right. But I, I'm not seeing her because she retired. Mm-hmm. Like a week or two after I saw her last or some something like that. And the person she referred me to, I wasn't thinking, oh, call now. I was thinking, call in August or something or September. Because that's what you usually need to do to get an October appointment. You call in For mine, because, because I was established with her. Right. Well, the other guy that she referred me to, he doesn't work at the clinic as often. And so he's getting all her patients and he doesn't work there as often. So his MA was great. I called her for an appointment and she said, well, she hadn't been calling me back because she thought I was a new patient when she realized I was a transfer from the other doctor in the clinic. She's like, oh, okay. If you need any prescriptions in the meantime, let me know. And have your pharmacy call me and I will take care of it. And I thought, this is great. She knows exactly what goes on here. I love that. So it's September. I'm seeing our doctor for my physical. And usually I'd see the other doctor and I'm not. So I talked to our doctor a little about this. And she said, these levels are too high and I don't want you to have a stroke or something. And I said, no, I I don't want that either. And I believe my wife would disapprove as well. So we 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 will do this. So I agreed with her that I could lower my dose a little bit at a time because I'm not seeing the endocrinologist yet. And I would redo my blood work. She gave me a blood slip. She wants the cholesterol redone and the levels. Hematocrit. Hematocrit level and and the testosterone level back because she's looking at last year's where it was 603 and now it's 850 something or whatever it is. It's like 250 higher. Mm -hmm. And she's like, wow. And I said, well, the time before that, it was in the 800s. So, because I, I keep a chart of this, you know. Right. I, I like to know exactly what everything was and what sequence and mm-hmm. are we on a trend going up? Have we gone up and down? What's happening here? So, as I mentioned, this is something I've seen other guys come up against about this time in their transition where it's time to reduce your testosterone. You're kind of evening out. There's not this big up and down. And so I've had, what, two shots now with the starting to, starting tear, down. to tear down a little bit. And so far, so good, which is really nice. Yay. And I intend to get this hematocrit 
level under control. Now, other things I can do is I can go give blood, which makes sense to me. I've heard, I've read different things about it. Oh, it doesn't work. Oh, it does work. Well, I think it's like anything else. You try it, you see if it works. You different know. bodies work different ways, and yes. so you don't always know that what worked for someone else will work for you. But here's what makes sense about it. Before this, I was bleeding every 28 days for the last some decades. Yes. You know, and so that clears things out. Yeah. So I thought, well, you know, some guys, when they start to lower their dose, they get a period and then they really freak out. And I thought, okay, so one of the good things is if I lower my dose and I accidentally got a period, I'm not going to freak out. I'm just going to say, yay, I'm bleeding and maybe this will help fix my problem, you know, <laughs> and go back up in my dose. Mm -hmm. I don't think that'll happen, but that's what I thought of. Right. So these are the things I'll have to do and I'll get blood work in three months. Yes. And to clarify, these are potential solutions because the hematocrit level you said, the doctor said, is basically like the density of the red blood cells in your sample. Yes. And the density has risen, I want to say I was in the 40s before, and now I'm in the mid-50s, and that's the limit. Okay. The mid-50s is the limit. All right. And we expected it to go up, but now I'm, I'm too high. Okay. So hopefully all of these things will solve that problem. I don't feel any more worried than I just should be because it's a concerning situation that I need to address. You have to have enough worry to say, I'm going to address this and I will do it now. It's a problem. I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to freak out about it. I'm just going to fix it. I might wake up thinking about it if I wake up at the wrong time of day and slightly obsess about it. But, you know, <laughs> then I just tell myself, oh, yeah, go make a list. Check your list off. So that that's that part. Here's what else she said. When's the last time you seen Dr. Gynecologist? And I said, well, that's funny you should mention that because it is my year to call the gynecologist. Yes, and, and she, we mentioned that a few weeks ago. She said, that's fine. Some people in your situation find that their insurance doesn't want to cover it. If you're having a problem, let me know. I can do it for you. But if you'd like to continue with your gynecologist, which I would, because should I require some type of surgery, she would be the person to address that issue. Right. I believe she does surgery, and I don't think our DO would be in line for that. Right. Plus, I'm also very interested to see how this whole process is going to go. Yes. It'll make a perfectly decent we, story. I'm looking forward to hearing about that phone call. I think I might need to be sitting next to you on speakerphone. I should just record it, because I'll probably do it from work in the morning ah. when it's nice and quiet there. There you go. So I should just record it so you can hear. All right. So that's that blood work stuff. And that's not your only experiences with the medical profession recently, though. Yes. Transition-related medical things continue. Yes. Because I had a revision on my chest. Yes. Which has been planned for some time and is included in my original surgery, which was now a couple of years past. Right. But the your doctor doesn't want you walking around looking like... He doesn't want you to look and you don't want to look because you are a walking advertisement for his services. Yes, and because he's a surgeon, he's a perfectionist, and that's the way it should be. Okay. Yes. So all you had to do was schedule the appointment and show up. Yes. When I saw him for a regular follow-up, I want to say in the late spring, he said, we can schedule to try to get that little, what I, I'm just going to say, the little dent filled in, you know. In, Concave in area. Indentation where it should be matching the other side and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then there was, you know, Cub Scout camp things and moving stuff and all that. So I had I'd figured fall, and I it's fall. And so it off fall. I went Yes. to get that done. 
Now, this is similar to what I did last time he did a revision. Mm -hmm. This time I went in and took the volume first because I thought I can and that will keep me from tensing up too much mm -hmm. because I know what it's going to feel like otherwise. Right. And if I'm a little more relaxed, I won't tense up before he does something. Now, what were the revisions that he was going to do for you to fix that dent spot? He was going to take some fat out of my stomach, which I've conveniently located some fat tissue right there. And uh, they take it out. They put it through a colander of some sort, you know, <laughs> screen, whatever. They do something. And then they get the good fat out. And then they put that fat in where the little indentation was to try to plump it up and ma match it to the other side. Right. It sounds simple. But what it involves in, they put a hole in through your belly button and they jam something around in there to loose all the fat up real good. <laughs> and first, they jam something around in there to put the numbing stuff in. But they're jamming something around under your skin while they're putting numbing stuff in. <laughs> yes. I couldn't really see what was going on this time because I had to lay back because he was, you know, at my stomach, which was totally fine because I was, I had a Valium and I was like, all right, it's all good. <laughs> so, because I'm, I'm such a lightweight with drugs, I never take anything. So, right. Like she gave me a Valium. She said, let me know if you need another. I said, no, not unless you want me to sleep till Tuesday. <laughs> so. Then they have to loosen up where they're going to put it, which is where a lot of scar tissue is up in my left, under my left nipple. Yes. Ah. And so when he does jam against something and you say, ouch, he says, sorry. <laughs> and then he, if you say, ouch, too many times in a row, he puts some more numbing stuff in there. And uh, I don't know if he's really impressed with my way of handling his jamming things around under my skin or if he says that to encourage you to approve of his work or I'm not sure because, you know... You, Maybe you he would. just calls everybody a trooper. He, he might call everybody a rock star when he's jamming things under their skin, <laughs> for all I know. Right? That's great. Yeah. Here's a really crazy part to me. I was down for this, and I already did it once, and I thought, I don't know if I should ever do that again. But it came out so good that, you know, what he did last time is he took some of the tissue out from underneath the lower part of my pec, where it was plumped out, to see if that would make the top part where it was looked to me indented. See if that would smooth it out a little. And it did, but it didn't take, take care of the whole problem. It still had a little indentation above and to the left of the left nipple. Right. It looked like, hey, what happened there? Right. So it still needed a little bit of fixing. And so this time I thought, well, okay, I'll just do this again. And he gives you some painkillers for after if you need it, which I, I haven't needed this time. I just took a little bit of Tylenol, which actually a very, very low dose of Tylenol because I'm not, my body doesn't really appreciate these things. It doesn't appreciate pain either. <laughs> so I tried to, you know, go with the middle of the road, a little bit of something to help the pain, but not so much that we're creating some other issue. Right. Especially with like liver and stuff. And the other reason I took the Valium is with my blood work turning out the way it was, my blood pressure goes up a little faster. And I didn't want to be like turning like all red faced and having a blood pressure issue while he's jamming things under my skin. So. <laughs> I, I thought Valium, that, that's good for that. Now, if they're giving you Valium and they're giving you painkillers and you're having a, a surgical procedure done, you weren't going to drive yourself there, but we no. weren't quite sure how you were going to get there at first either. Well, they didn't give me painkillers. They give, give me a prescription. But I did schedule this around 
what I thought somebody could give me a ride. I, I do have to do that if I want to take the Valium and if I might want painkillers after. Last time I just waited till after and took a painkiller. I had no idea what I was in for. This time, since I knew what I was in for, I thought I need to be more relaxed. I, I could re relax myself to an extent, but with my blood pressure the way the way it's been going up, we won't do that to me. You know, we'll do this a nicer way. Right. But yes, I did have to make sure I had a ride. And so when I called them, they said, well, we have like Tuesday or Friday or, you know, these are our days. And I said, okay, not Tuesday because grandma and papa play cards and they can't give me a ride that day. <laughs> so, you know. And I couldn't do the ride there because I had to work some days. Most days I can take some time off, but it happened to be the weeks leading up to my students having a concert. And so I don't want a sub directing my kids as they're trying to finish up their concert prep. So you needed to have Grandma and Papa give you the right. ride. Because I had all this in my calendar. I had when your prep was, when your concerts were, I know when they play cards. And last time I had my work wife take me. So I don't want to do that again because it's not her job to taxi me all the time. I'd rather save favors from very... I like to rotate the... <laughs> the request for favors. Yes. You know, and this is a work day and she had work scheduled. So Papa and Grandma were in town, so that was going to work. He was all too thrilled to find out he only had to drive me there and he didn't have to wait. Because he waited with He's you like, a You're... couple times before, didn't he? Like, not last time, but the time before that? He did wait for me the, the time he we had to go early in the morning and you had to go to work and take kids. Right. And, you know, that was fine. But he's done a lot of it lately. Lots of people have had colonoscopies and various other medical procedures because he's in that age group that his friends have these things. Yes. And uh, then there's me. So <laughs> it was funny, though, because, you know, when I called gra Grandma and Papa to see, because I, I tentatively scheduled it with the office, the doctor's office. And then I called Grandma's house and I said, so it seems like you guys are in town for a while. I'm checking if Papa might be able to give me a ride on this day to the doctor. And Grandma, being the person she is, says, well, it looks like he is, but what is this for? And then she stops herself and says, not that it's any of my business. And, and then she waits for an answer. <laughs> and I say, but of course it's your business. Your grandma and you're in charge of these things. And so then I said, it's a revision to my chest. And because I need to take medication, I shouldn't drive. And she said, oh, well, Papa's available. I'll write it down and I'll tell him he's taking you. So, <laughs> so there you have it. But then I had to check. Uh -huh. You know, was he taking me? Because if he wasn't taking me, if something had gotten written down wrong, which has happened recently for them, my second plan was to drive myself and just not have to take anything. And that would be fine. And I'd take some rescue remedy and, you know. But also because it's a surgery, even if you weren't taking something, you've just had a bunch of, I don't know, metal, plastic, something, tubes shoved all underneath your skin for about six or seven inches. Right. And... You might be distracted while you're driving. A little bit. Yes. And so that's never a good idea. Not so much. No, no. So I did kind of forget, you know, I don't know how I could forget. I think I convinced myself. How about that? That I would be able to just go take a hike today. <laughs> the day, the <laughs> you, day you after. Got your, you got your, your chest redone yesterday. Yesterday afternoon. This is true. And I came home and I was good. It was all good. Took a little nap. Only hurts when you move. <laughs> uh, and your body does want rest because it is, you know, reintegrating these cells from one place to another. And that takes work on your body's part. Yeah. And there's an area of about eight inches. Across your midsection. Yeah. 
that has just gotten all the skin separated from the rest of the tissue kind of violently. So that's actually the part that hurts. The part he took the fat out of is where it hurts. The part where he injected it, it's not so bad. And I have a binder on, which they gave me a nice new little binder that's just big enough to compress the area I need, but not enough to like squeeze the hell out of my terribly bloated stomach right now, which isn't really bloated. It's swollen from, as I said, having it beaten from the inside. Yes. You called it your tube top. Yes, I did. (laughs) It's my tube top. That's very funny. So with my convincing myself otherwise, I thought I would take a hike today or go up by some trees or actually what I did was I put our teenager's papers for his fundraiser for his ROTC school, whatever it is, in a little shopping bag. Because you couldn't carry them all together because they don't really fit together comfortably. I I was afraid I'd let go of something and it would blow away and I, I couldn't really chase it right now. No. Shaking my head, no. With the way that the papers fit together, you weren't going to trust your grip strength while you were walking. I might forget what I was doing, or my hand might forget what I was doing, really, which is what's (laughs) happened a few times. And so I put them in a bag with Grandma's pan from whatever she brought us the other day, and I put on my hat, my sunglasses, and a shirt over my tube top, (laughs) and uh, started walking down the street to Grandma's house. And I'm like this little old man, because I'm like, here I go. (laughs) Oh, this is a little harder than I thought. (laughs) So I'm, you know, tramping down the street like kind of stiff with my little shopping bag. My hat on. (laughs) And your hat on. Yep. Which hat were you wearing? It's like a cap. Your son, your son hat or no, a it's baseball just a, cap? It's a cap, but it's a fishing cap. It's got a little fishing hook on the front. So you're walking down the street in your fishing hat. Well, the brown hat, I was wearing brown clothes, so I thought brown goes with brown. I could wear green and I'd be a tree, so I have a green hat. <laughs> Instead, you just looked like a little old man, totally straight guyed out. Yeah, I felt like a little old man, too, because I was trying to walk down the street and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, I'm not going. I'm pressing on the accelerator here. <laughs> I'm not in the car. This is, you know. But you're you're attempting I'm, to get I'm yourself moving. To and nothing like, you know, like in the cartoons where the legs kind of spin in a circle <laughs> and they're going really fast and it makes that, that sound. <laughs> but they're still standing still. I was, yeah, I was moving along like the old man at the store with his shopping bag. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> going down the street to Grandma's. That's great. Yeah. So. So I sat around and had coffee with Grandma and then Papa came and sat around talking to Papa about children and raising children. And he, he made me feel really glad that we make our kids learn to do things because he said his grandkids that, you know, are from his kids that he raised, not all of the rest of us adopted ones, but those grandkids don't know how to do things. Like his, his grandson who's, who's just started college here and moved into town for that. They don't know how to do anything. Like, what are some of the things they don't know how to do? Mow the lawn. They have no no interest or stamina in it's time to clean up after the dog so you can mow the lawn or rake the leaves or, you know, they, they all of a sudden need a drink like two minutes into the job. They don't know how to do anything, so they don't try. They're used to, unfortunately, sitting in front of a screen while somebody goes and does what they need. I don't know if he knows. Thank you for not being like that. You're welcome. Thank you for not raising our kids to be like that. No, I, I, I talked to him. I said, you know, our kids know how to do things and we make them. We say, no, no, we will do this now. You will learn how to turn on the washer and dryer. 
Yes. You will learn how to push the mower. And we have a push mower, just like Papa had when he was a kid. We have the one with the little rotary blades that spin against the, the wheels. That... Our kids love that thing. Yeah. They think it's totally great. They're like, look at this. You push it, it spins, it cuts the grass. They're fascinated. And I'm so glad because they'll have the skills that by the time they don't want to, they'll at least know how. Yeah, because they still think this is all kind of an adventure. Clean the bathroom. Wee! You know? <laughs> They, you know, it's a little bit rough when they're done with it. We send them back a couple times and then we make the teenager do the rest of it. But he's all too glad to not have to do the whole thing. So he cooperates. Right. And, uh, yeah, take something apart and fix it and put it back together. But they're all over that stuff. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? I want to do that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you go ahead. I'll let you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Number two is even into loading the dishwasher for a little while. Yes. But we you can... know why? Because usually I'm doing it, so that's like... That's a dad thing. Uh, I want to do what dad's doing. Yeah. I'm like, you think you know how? I don't know. Do you think so? Okay, let me see. <laughs> I'm going to Tom Sawyer all of them. All over everything. <laughs> you are the best. Next thing you know, they'll be like cleaning the blinds and dusting the cobwebs from in between the windows by the screens. That That's so great. Right? So we can talk more about kids next time. Yep. But... So yeah, <sighs> Papa and I sat around chatting about raising kids and what kind of... Stupid things they do and how to get them to do less stupid things and what stupid things to ignore. That's another tricky part. But again, Mm -hmm. we can discuss more kids later. We will. And by then I hopefully won't be sitting, walking, and everything like a little old man. I'm sorry you're a little old man. Hey, you know, when I decided to transition, one of the first things I thought of, because I was at the gym that day, was seeing this guy at the gym, this old man, and thinking, I can be a little old man. How great is that? Perfect. I'll take it. You're little and you're a man and you're not quite old. No, but I don't have to be an old lady. Thank goodness. You know? I might have to transition before I I never wanted to be a lady. I probably never was, but you know. It always grates on me when people call me lady. I don't usually mind like other words like chick or girl sometimes or, you know, sweetie, those kind of things. Because, I don't know, lady, there's something about it. Lady. Well, I agree. Because when people say, yes, sir, can I help you, sir? There's something different about the delivery of lady. Or ma'am. Now, I do think it's good to say it kind of ironically. It's it's amusing enough to say, hey, lady. With that hey, little, lady. Little tone in your voice. Or if you want to be like, is it Beastie Boys? Hey, ladies. You know, <laughs> like you're just being like kind of. Stupid, funny. I think it depends on your audience. It does. If your audience understands that you're being ironic, which to me the word lady has always been only appropriately delivered if it's ironic. So there. It's been parent-teacher conference week, and I've had a lot of this nice lady from parents lately. You should just have a song in your head. You oh, need one of those cues. You know, I I saw a t-shirt some while back, the Carly Rae Jepsen song. What is it? Um, Call Me Maybe. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but I'm genderqueer. Don't call me lady. Yes. You need to play that every time somebody does that. And you can only play it in your head. There goes Bob. There goes Bob. He's very serious. Yes, there's probably some other dog getting walked across our sidewalk. Oh, there could be a car or a leaf. He was barking furiously at Papa's feet yesterday. Because he, he can only see through the little window at the bottom. Oh, that's funny. So, anyhow. All right. All right, well, I think, I think that's it. 
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! is the hematocrit levels, which is... Hematocrit. Hematocrit. Thanks. Let's say that over. And I intend to get this hematocrit... Hematocrit. I intend to get this hematocrit level under control. Excuse me. Would you hand me my water bottle while we're pausing? Would you like the one with water in it? Yes, please. I bet you would. Mm-hmm. You have a selection of almost beverages here. I do. To choose from. <laughs> I have a bunch of empty cups with like a half inch of drink in them. You are I, correct. I think a quarter maybe in that one. Yes. So anyhow. So anyway. The the wheels that go on the floor. Our kids the love floor. that thing. Did I say the floor? You did. I, I ignored you because I say that all the time. So I was just like, yeah, the floor. <laughs> oh, the floor with the grass on it. That's outside. Yeah. The ground. Yeah. Gotcha. Back to the words. Okay. Ha, 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 ha.